Welcome to the Share What You Learned podcast. I'm Amy Patricic, a learning enthusiast and the host of the show. The Share What You Learned podcast is designed for learning professionals to share something they're learning in the field of instructional design. Today, I'm talking to Mike Peacock. Mike and I have crossed paths a couple of times, and if there's one thing I know about him is that he's so creative and collaborative. Welcome to the show. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mike? Oh, just dandy. Mike, today we're going to be talking about collaborative brainstorming, which I'm going to just preface this whole thing by I have had the pleasure of doing some collaborative brainstorming with you, and he's really great at ideating, at helping um, with technical solutions, at forming paths forward. So that's just my little like kudo in advance of everything. But I would love to hear in your own words, who is Mike Peacock? What does he do? What's he about? And maybe like, where has collaborative brainstorming come into your work? Well, thank you for the Peacock plug. I really appreciate it. Um, I have, uh, I'm an instructional designer with a company called Aristocrat Gaming. We make slot machines out here in Las Vegas. Been in education for about 20 something years, been audio engineer, video producer. Um, collaboration is, well, in my world, everything. Um, being in the music background and stuff, I'm always working with artists, whether it's on a mix uh, or writing songs, and now into uh, instructional design. Uh, working with uh, my colleagues to uh, to brainstorm, to get ideas right for technology that we want to use or new ideas that we should be implementing. So uh, I'm always big on the brainstorming and collaboration uh, throughout my career. I've heard it said, there's this phrase that uh, you can, it's a rough translation, but like you can go faster alone, but farther together. That to me is kind of what I, how I envision collaborative brainstorming is like, sure, I could probably get this project done if I didn't include all these other people, but I might create something that's more impactful, more meaningful, and is a greater value add if I do it with other people and get their input along the way. I agree. That is true. So let's talk a little bit about the connotations that people have with brainstorming and what prevents people from taking the first steps. Because I think there definitely are people who, well, I, I won't say too much. I'll just leave that open-ended and let you, you run with that. Throw it to you. People like to talk, but they don't like to brainstorm. And I, I think it's they get intimidated. Everyone's self-conscious when it comes to that. And, and I think, you know, sometimes they think, oh, I really don't have anything to or to offer. I'm not, look at the people in the room. They're experts in this. What do I have to offer as an opinion or, or a thought to this group, which is contrary to the, you know, probably completely wrong. You know, when I'm brainstorming with, with, with people in the room and I know that I have some really good experts and stuff, I know what they're going to say. I want to hear the person that I don't know or not familiar with because I want to hear what they have to say about it. You know, I think that's one of the things that people get hung up. Even myself, I'll go and start brainstorming. Like, what am I doing here? I don't, you know, what do I have to offer? Say there's no bad, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming, just material we may not use. That's it. It's, I think that's one of the things. And I know when I lead a brainstorming session or something, it's, it's very relaxed, but at the same time, it's so fast paced that you don't know that you're not participating. One of the things I was thinking about as you were saying that was about imposter syndrome. And it sounds like imposter syndrome comes up 
in brainstorming, people feel they're not valuable, they're not worth it, their ideas aren't valuable. And I love that you said, I want to hear from the person who I haven't heard from before, because I think when you do get more of that diversity of thought, you get way better ideas. Oh, absolutely. I everyone has everyone has a thought, everyone has an opinion and again, just e- even by you saying something that maybe we may not use it sparks something else. So it's it's like that butterfly effect. You know, I just want ideas to be flowing and then we'll figure it out later, but I just want everyone involved. And I think the more you get involved and you're like, hey, that's a great idea, elaborate on it, or collaborate and or then they then you see the confidence build. And I think that imposter syndrome is, is, you know, anyone that's new to instructional design, uh, like myself, I was a teacher for 20 plus years, went into, found my way, stumbled into instructional design. It's, it's tough, you know, being in the same room as people who have been doing it for 20 years. Like, what do I have to offer? But I think they valued my, my outside opinion, my outside point of view. And uh, that made for good collaboration. When everyone comes from the same background, has the same resources, you're not thinking. There's, it's very hard to think outside of the box, and it's very hard to, to find other solutions because you're all approaching the problem from the same mindset, in essence. So I think that's a good thing to highlight, too. So where have you seen brainstorming and collaboration to be most beneficial? A good example is, is one that we run into is, is using new software. Okay, we got some new software. Well, how are we going to use it? So sitting around going, hey, how, you know, we, we understand the software, not how are we going to implement it? How are we going to, you know, get it to the next level? No, how are we going to use it? Thinking about what classes we already have or what training we have or what delivery systems we have. So I find a lot of brainstorming that way on software or new products of how we could fit them into the existing. Uh, Another way is we offer a lot of training and just like uh, most companies, and we're finding that through the training that we needed a a basic course. We work in the casino industry and slot, slot machines that people coming into our industry didn't know anything about the casino. And we want, we're going up to the next level where they don't even understand the plateau. So we were brainstorming on like, wow, we should really fill that gap with something. So I think brainstorming for just what what do we offer and how can we fill in or support stuff like that. Even just I'm doing something and I don't know, you know, what where where the story should go. Let's brainstorm it. You know, uh, this training video. Where should it go? What should we do? So I think I think everything should be brainstormed. Thanks for sharing. I think uh, we all could use more brainstorming in our days. And I love that you're advocating for it anywhere and everywhere, because I think there are some connotations that brainstorming only belongs in certain places and sectors. But what I'm hearing you say is really comprehensive anywhere, anywhere, like there's, there's a place for it. And it's just about how you use it. So when is a good time to reach out and ask someone to brainstorm with you? I think anytime. You can invite anyone to brainstorm at any time. Don't expect them to brainstorm when you invite them because, again, you don't know what you're inviting into. You know, like right now, if someone invited me to brainstorm, I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. I'm chatting with my good friend, Amy, and uh, I'll get back to you. But you don't know what you're going into. But I think an invitation to brainstorm can be sent out at any time. And then if they can't brainstorm or, or work with you right, then plant a seed. Like, all right, yeah, I'm thinking about doing. X, Y, and Z. Let's set up some time and talk about it. But I like to plant the seed. Like, this is what I want to accomplish in the brainstorming. Mull it over. And when we talk, we'll, we'll go deeper into it. I don't like to go, we're going to brainstorm, but I'll tell you what it is later. No, no, no. It's, you know, let me plant some seeds. 
talk it over, mull it over. All right, I'll talk to you in a, you know, when I, when I talk to you. I learned a similar lesson around feedback and, and you can ask like, Hey, can you give me feedback on this? And then you might get feedback on like where there should be extra periods or commas, you know, and you're like, I was really looking for feedback around design elements. And why didn't they do that? It's like, well, because I didn't set the expectations around it. I'm thinking of that as you're saying that almost like setting the expectations of where are you, where are the roadblocks? What are you trying to figure out? What kind of resources are you seeking out could lead to more profitable brainstorming sessions? Yeah, I find that too. I, I, and I, I, we've all done it. You know, what do you think of this? And you get this very long paragraph on everything but what you actually wanted the feedback on. So yeah, I've learned to, we all do that. I also appreciate that you said, you know, any point's a good point because I think when I think of the Addy process, like a lot of the analyze and design component of Addy are more like the logical, maybe even development are like the logical, this is when you might want to brainstorm with someone, but sometimes implementation, like I think about communication strategies about how to implement a course at times, some brainstorming sessions around the best way to do that are really helpful, or even what is the best, what is the best way to measure this course, having brainstorming sessions around that. So I was even thinking about the Addy process as you were saying that I was like, you're right. Yeah. Any part of that process. Any, it's a process and it's just broken down so we can digest it and, and communicate and, you know, section it out. But it's all a process. So at any time during that process, beginning, middle or end, it is always a time for ideas to be flowing. I know you can't see him, but like his hands are like gesturing out in the air. He's flowing. Even right now, he's brainstorming. <laughs> I am brainstorming right now. Like I said from the beginning, like I had a, I'm, I was trying to figure out how to do a, a thing in InDesign and he was like, I can show you how to do that. On top of then those ideas, like he gave me additional ideas as to how to distribute the document as well. And I was like, golly, Mike, thank you. Like this, this project is so much better because you shared your tidbits, your wisdom, your advice and having, like I said earlier, having people outside of your sphere is really helpful to bring in more, I would say, broad ideas, broad concepts outside of what maybe the norm is within your team. But it was also successful because you reached out and said, hey, let's brainstorm, or I have a question. And that, like you mentioned, is is a tough thing about, oh, I don't want to bother anyone, or this is important, I can figure it out, or, or anything like that. But no, it's just, I would like someone else's opinion. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And look what happened just by reaching out. It reminds me of the learning process, you know, like if you just sit here and are like, I, I can figure this out. And you're like, I don't understand this thing. And you're like, maybe if I just read 30 more pages of this, I'll figure it out. Or maybe if I watch 12 more YouTube videos, I'll figure it out. And one of the things Mike and I were talking about before the show is like the 70-20-10 model where 10% of the learning happens really formally, 20% happens like socially and with your peers, and then 70% happens on the job. And I was saying, I think that 20% kind of gets overlooked. And that's kind of where some of this brainstorming and collaboration stuff actually sits and has a lot of value. I completely agree. Everyone, everyone kind of skips over that 20%. You're absolutely right. Because we focus on the 70% of the uh, of on the job. And we talk about the, the first 10%. But that 20%, people just talk about it and kind of float over. But they don't they never get into it. Hey, we're getting into it. It's our 20%. We own it. We are the 20%. <laughs> we are the 20%. So what are some tips and tricks you have for leading good brainstorming sessions? We've all participated in great ones and also those ones that have been less than productive. So what makes a good one, Mike? I like to videotape or set up a recorder uh, in the room to capture everything um, because a lot of people are talking 
hopefully, during a brainstorming session. So I want to capture some of that. Um, and it's not the eavesdrop. I tell everyone, hey, I'm recording this. Or uh, there's the camera. Look at the red light. And uh, it's also a good way for me to add markers. So if I'm talking to someone, it's a great idea. I'll look, I'll look directly at the camera and go, good idea. And then so when I'm flipping through the footage later, I see myself going, good idea. And I, I know that's a good idea. So they're my little markers. I use, I use whiteboards. I hand out paper to people and, and uh, I pencils or pens or whatever you're comfortable writing in. Because as a, as a songwriter, I, can't, I cannot write. I have to write in pencil. I don't know why. I have to brainstorm in pencil because to me, everything is a good idea. So if I write something, I don't like it. I cross it out just so I can still see. I don't erase it. I don't scribble it out. So I can, everything's there. So on whiteboards, I'm writing and writing and crossing and sentences aren't sentences and spelling doesn't count. And it's just in my perfect brainstorming, it's just a I don't know, regurgitation of ideas. I don't, I, structure is okay. I think structure can sometimes be a hindrance on brainstorming. And, and I get the exercises, you know, write down on uh, post-its or Miro is great. Um, but for me, it's too slow in the brainstorming process. As you, as you can kind of hear, I'm a little, I don't know, caffeinated or hyper or passionate. Ah, oh, yes, passionate. Well, you passionate. So in, in my brainstorming sessions, it's a lot of uh, just go and just see what comes out and we'll look at it all later. This is just a curiosity question. Currently, are you doing, um, are you still remote? Are you back in person for work? Because I'm just kind of curious about these brainstorming sessions, if they're happening in person. They are. Um, right now, we're still remote. So we do, we do brainstorm. I have to slow down a little bit because I have to write it. And so I do use the whiteboard sometimes in Zoom. I know there's a way I can. Um, so I, I could. So I have a writing. I use my iPad as a uh, pad of paper. So I, I do digital notes on my iPad. So I could set up a Zoom and then call in on my iPad and then put that as my screen. So then I could write on it. And so people could see all the writing. Well, good luck reading it. But yeah, they could see the writing. So that way I can write really quick because I can't type. So I'm, if I'm trying to type ideas, I, I'm sorry, I'm old school. I can't, I'm worried about spelling or something. Uh, when I type, I don't know why. It's probably, you know, grains my brain somehow. But that, that's, that's how I do it. I don't know. I was in a brainstorming session earlier this week and we, we had done like jam boards. So we all had put these like post-it notes all over the board and we were trying to circle them and things. And we'd like wait for the person to like click the circle icon and then like draw a circle around it and then send it to the back and then get the text. And then, and I was like, you know, with a, a marker, a whiteboard marker, so like zoop, zoop, done, you know? Um, and so we were all kind of just waiting and, and navigating this weird virtual space, even in brainstorming. <laughs> It is, it is tough. I, I, you know, I, I, that's, and I understand, I completely get the organization of it and moving the circle. And, but I think it, to me, it just kills energy. I'd rather just record it and everyone just yell and then just go back and type up the notes later. I was going to ask you my next question is like, what do you do with all of the ideas post brainstorming session? It sounds like maybe you type them out and then distribute them or make decisions based off of that or. Yeah, I would, uh, I would uh, write it out, take some notes, say, all right, this is, you know, what we've talked about and what we've come up with, you know, again, kind of planting the seed for the next meeting kind of thing, or let's, or, Hey, let's focus on this topic uh, or this subject over this big giant topic that we're talking about and, and kind of go from there. Or from working with someone with song lyrics or something. Here's what I came up for the chorus. Now you do back and forth until we until we meet again, kind of thing. So you know, I, I like the chaos and then organize. I think that's important to highlight too that there it's not just like brainstorming session and done, but usually that brainstorming session 
what evolves from that are next steps or a project plan or scope or something like that. That is the magic of brainstorming is taking that chaos and then like making it into like either succinct language or a plan or a project overview or something. That is the real magic, I feel like, of brainstorming. The real, maybe, I, eh, I don't know if I'd say the real magic, but that's a key component of the magic. It's a key ingredient. I agree. Uh, you know, because you have to just get out those ideas and then figure it out. Don't, you know, I know we know we understand the topic. We understand what we want to focus on. But, you know, we'll figure out how to get there. We'll figure out all the details and the roles and, and all that stuff later on. Let's just, you know, get some good ideas down. You know, to each its own. However you get to it and however much you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Hey, rock on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just one man. I have been grateful to continue to learn about collaborative brainstorming with you, but I'm ready for the rapid round questions, Mike. Are you? All right. Bring them on. Bring them on. All right. The first one, you're going to finish my sentence. Learning is? Learning is essential. Learning is human. Learning is living. I love the facial expression there. Yes, to all of that. <laughs> I, know, <huh? laughs> I loved it. Picture him in your mind, listeners. Picture him in your mind. <laughs> when you're mustering up the courage to learn something new, what song do you put on? It's called The Energy by Shinedown. What kind of music is this? So, I guess alternative rock, probably from, I don't know, 10 plus years ago. That, that one gets me going no matter what project I'm on. 10,000 Horses by Candlebox or Heroes by David Bowie. So those are my top three. Okay. I've got to check some of those out and others I've heard of. So thank you for adding to my playlist. You're asked to do a brand new task with a skill set you do not yet have. Where do you turn? YouTube, as always, everyone does. Then maybe LinkedIn Learning for some more uh, professional advice. And then to my network, my wonderful, wonderful network of colleagues and LinkedIn Learning peeps and you know, just everyone. I, you just build up a network of people in your life with so many different skills. So I know there's pretty much nothing that anyone could throw my way that it you know, I couldn't figure out uh, because of my support and because of technology. I second all that. I think I use technology and I also rely on my network as well. All right. Last one without learning. Without learning, I would fall asleep. Um, I think it's without learning. I mean, or I would just get in my spaceship and fly away. I don't know. Without learning, I think I'd just be bored. My brain needs that stimulation as well. Yeah, I need it. As you can tell. So Mike, if someone wanted to be in contact with you after listening to this episode, what would be the best way to do that? And also, if by chance there's anything you're working on of late that you'd love to share with us, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, probably search me on LinkedIn, Mike Peacock, uh, the one that at Aristocrat Gaming. Connect with me there. Hey, let's collaborate. Let's brainstorm. <laughs> Projects I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on right now, I have an idea for a digital comic book. So I'm, I'm kind of working. Yeah, I, you know I'm into the interactive PDFs and all that stuff. So I want, I, I'm going to need someone that can draw. I, I have an idea for something just for me. Uh, it'll. I'm sure I can use it in training eventually. But uh, yeah, it's just some kind of digital something or other with a comic strip or comic book more information to come how fun keeps me busy thanks so much mike for sharing all about collaborative brainstorming with us today i also want to give a shout out to you my listeners for learning with us today until next time stay open receptive and kind 